going on at Los Angeles? What's up, Ramley? Welcome back to the Rams Skinny here on the LA Football Network, live on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. I'm your co-host, Ryan Dyer, joined as always by Ryan Skinny T. Anderson, talking all things Rams football. First and foremost, though, hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Uh, one of the best holidays there is where you just get to eat and watch football and be merry. Uh, you can't say much more about that. Um, so hope everyone had a good one. Um, Ryan, just quickly, happy belated Thanksgiving. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Man, if I could do anything on Thanksgiving, I would sit and just watch football. The rest of it, I I, I could just, uh, you know, I could give up. I could give up the turkey and the family time and, and, and the giving of thanks and just watch football wall to wall. But, you know, I was invited to a nice uh, Friendsgiving, so I played nice and I, I didn't I wasn't uh, I wasn't the football fanatic that I really wanted to be. Yeah. See, I get it. I, I'm kind of lucky now. So my we go to my wife's family because my family isn't here in California. So and we would switch off anyway. But we go to my wife's my brother-in-law's house is kind of where we've gone now every year. And none of them are really football fans. So I remember the first year we started going, we used to go to her mom's house, didn't do like, didn't watch football hardly at all. And then we'd go to his house and I'm like, okay, I'm probably not going to get to watch football just because they're not like a football family. Um, But the, you know, and I'm not saying this is just Mexican families, but it's definitely prevalent in the Mexican culture. Like the women handle all the cooking for the most part. So what's nice is when we go over there, then we get there around like, you know, noon or one o'clock and then it's like okay i don't have to do anything else and then now everyone me my brother-in-law my all my three brother-in-laws we do watch football so it's actually done the opposite effect that i thought it was going to be and i just get to kick back and basically watch football and let it, everything take care of itself in the kitchen i get to eat and then when i'm done eating go right back and watch the night game so it actually worked out way better than it used to be when i was at home and i had to like do stuff around the house for my parents <laughs> Yeah, I definitely got to pitch in. So, uh, yeah, either, you know, dishes, dishes after or cooking before. Uh, I was put in charge of the wine, which is, you know, one of my specialties. So that was an easy one this year around. We've hosted hosted the last couple of years and, you know, we just decided we're going to we're going to find somebody else to, to, to serve us this year. <laughs> there you go. Good, good. Um, well, what uh, we ask this, I feel like it's every year it's asked, like, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? food besides the turkey well i love it all it's it's the combination of all of the 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 things that make it great i mean all a lot of fantastic sides but if i had to pick one it's the green bean casserole with the fried onions on top uh you're a minnesota man just like me exactly that's a green bean hot dish is what they would call it up there probably Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, yeah the green bean casserole is uh that's the way i go and i'm i'm not a dessert guy I, I skipped yeah. the dessert pretty much. Yeah. Well, me and you are very similar, obviously, both uh, of Scandinavian descent. So I guess it makes sense. And uh, shared a a restaurant in a sense through, you know, biological means in terms of our grandparents owning it after the other. So it makes sense because my favorite side dish is a green bean casserole. That's what me and my wife are in charge of making every year is our own green bean casserole. Um, which is what I first made when me and my wife started dating. When I first spent Thanksgiving, that's what I brought as the white guy to the family. I brought the green green pastoral and everyone loved it. So now that's what we make every year. I too am not a huge dessert guy, although I do like a nice slice of pumpkin pie cheesecake just to be festive. And I don't like love it necessarily, but to be festive, I dive in. The other thing I always share, and I've said this probably before on shows, but the coolest thing, not the coolest, there's many cool things, but one of the newest things when, we, when I've spent Thanksgiving with my wife's family is um, 
her family, I, won't, I don't like generalizing, but I think it's this is a fairly safe general statement. But her family, for sure, her mom makes this phenomenal homemade salsa, and they put salsa on everything. Like, it's a phenomenal, great salsa. And so most people, you know, you grow up, you gravy is on everything on Thanksgiving. Well, with them, we put salsa on everything. So turkey and Mexican oh. homemade red salsa, fantastic. That sounds great. Better yeah. than gravy. Better than gravy. I'm going to have to try that. I don't yeah. have any homemade salsa. So I'll bring gonna... some for you. Perfect. I'll bring some for you. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Fantastic. So, but hope everyone had a great time with family. Got to relax, enjoy. Hopefully everyone's off on this Black Friday as well and gets the full four day weekend. Now, Cyber Monday is a thing. So sometimes it's a five day weekend. Who knows if you're lucky enough? Not like us. Obviously, football still goes on. So content must be created so you can keep consuming not just turkey on the table, but football in your hearts from here at the Rams skinny uh, before we get into this Rams game against the Cardinals and also some playoff outlook, do yourself a favor, have some fun this weekend. If you haven't already go to underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog fantasy app on the Google play or app store with your first deposit, make sure to use our promo code Rams LAFB. That's all one word Rams LAFB. You get a Match deposit up to $100. You put 100 bucks in, you get $100 free dollars. So you're playing with 200 right out the get. Pick two to five players from any sport, and all you're doing is picking the over, under, that underdog decides, and you can win up to, they say 20 times your money. I'm going to be honest with you. There's been times I've had the option of winning 100 times my money. If you go for all the multipliers, I mean, I, I sometimes, I've never won one yet, skinny, but I'll, I'll do all the multipliers, which obviously they, the multipliers are on like stuff that are much more challenging to have. like. Um, trying to like, uh, when it was Kyler Murray fumbling twice or something like something that's very unlikely, but if I do all those every now and then I'll just bet a dollar, I'll do five players, all the multipliers, hundred X. So a dollar to one hundred bucks. So if I lose, I'm not losing anything, but Hey, if you win once payday betting so, strategy, I love well, this is not, this is go. not betting. This is a strategic, yes. um, fantasy, fantasy, fantasy football, daily fantasy. Pickums and daily whatnot. fantasy legal here in California. So underdog fantasy promo code Rams LAFB, all one word Rams LAFB. Tell them the guys at the Rams skinny sent you. All right. Before we get into this game preview, cause I think we kind of mentioned, we don't got to preview too much. It's the two and nine Cardinals. Uh, I think they're two and nine. They only have two wins. Two I think wins. It was nine losses or 10 losses or whatever they have eight losses. Um, Kyler Murray's back. So that'll be something that we'll talk about, but I wanted to first, we touched on it last episode, skinny T and, at four and six, this Rams team, it, it still feels like, you know, a ways away. They're an inconsistent football team. However, still have everything in front of them. I'm not going to say they control their own destiny wholly. However, they do have a formidable schedule where they play some NFC conference opponents. They have two more divisional games starting, obviously, this Sunday against the Cardinals and ending the season against the Niners. So there's a real viable shot where this team can go on a run and have some playoff aspirations. So I wanted to just go through and, and talk playoff picture with seven games, seven games remaining. Yeah. Seven games sure. remaining. So I'll ask you first off the jump, how likely or how confident are you? You can give me a, well, it's Thanksgiving still weekend. So let's go based on pie. How many slices of the pie out of eight <laughs> confidence meter? Are you the Rams make the playoffs? I'm 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 going over four. I'm I'm just gonna tick it into five. That's that's okay. where I am right now. Five you know, eights. we have no idea what this team is gonna uh, what they're gonna look like from week to week. Some some weeks I think this is a playoff team. 
in the NFC yeah. in 2023 for sure. And then some weeks I think, oh man, like <laughs> just cash it in, you know, sell the farm, get the top, you know, as the, as far up in the draft picks as you can. So I, I can't say that I'm I'm much more confident than a five. Where where are you at? Yeah, it's funny because I feel like I'm usually the the more highly optimistic one. I'm going to go a little below you. I'm going to go four out of eight. It's a cop out, right? 50, 50. 50. But I would have been, I, I would have been five, but I dropped to four because when we talked playoff picture, skinny T a couple weeks ago, at that time we had the Rams winning that Packers game. We said, okay, they win the Packers game. They can win or lose Seattle. We'll call that a toss up division game. They win the Cardinals and, and we went down the line and it's like, okay, then they, they finished the season with either nine or 10 wins, but then they dropped the Packers. That means they're now going to need to win one of these tougher games. So let's go through the schedule real quick. So they got the Cardinals this weekend. Then they get a very good Browns team. No Deshaun Watson, no real offense to speak of, but man, that defense is dynamic. Then they get the Ravens, arguably the best team in the AFC. Can you get the command? Okay, so let's go one by one. Let's just do this. And we're, we haven't even previewed this game score predictions, but Rams Cardinals, you taking the Rams? I'm taking the Rams. Okay, me too. So that's five and six now. Rams Browns, you going Browns or Rams? Like just for the sake of the argument to get five pieces of the pie, uh, I'm going to say that the Rams <laughs> take that one. Okay, so you're at six and six. I'm going to say the Browns, so I'm at five and seven. Rams Ravens. Baltimore's taking that one. I agree. I think Baltimore takes that one. So then. You're at, you're going to have to do your own math because I'm going to get oh, confused. Yeah. You're at six and seven, right? That would be six and seven. Yep. And I'm at five and eight and I'm at five and eight Rams commanders. I think we both go Rams there, right? Uh-huh. Six and eight for me. You're back to 500 yep. Rams saints. I'm going Rams here. How about yourself? Do Rams there. So I'm eight at and seven, seven and eight. Eight and you're seven. now over 500. Mm-hmm. Rams Giants. I again am going Rams. So then I'm back to 508 and eight. And you're two. Well, what are you, are you going Rams or Giants? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Giants just because they're one of these three games, the Washington, New Orleans, or or New York game, that the Giants game. One of those is just gonna be, you know, one of those game. Rams games. And I, I don't want to get too over my skis and too optimistic here. So I'll keep myself level headed. Okay. So then we both have the Rams at eight and eight. Going into the Niners game week 18. And I think both of us, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Niners necessarily, but both of us, I think, believe that if it, if the Rams can get to nine and eight, they probably have a good shot of making the playoffs based on how the NFC is shaken out. So going through all that, Rams definitely have a shot, but they're going to need to win one. They're going to need to be, either be perfectly clean on that easy stretch mm-hmm. and win every game that they're the favorite in, or they're going to need to play spoiler in one of those ones, which is going to be the Browns, the Ravens, and the Niners. And so whatever it may be, but hey, Ramley, it can happen. It can happen. Could you I, just imagine just certain heads exploding because of if if the, if the Rams make the playoffs, it's just, you know, you, you listen to some of the experts talking about, I love uh, Robert Mays and uh, Nate Tice over there at the Athletic uh, Podcast, NFL Podcast. They're kind of into this Rams team. You know, they see potential in this Rams team. So, you know, uh, it, it heads would just blow at this point. And, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to get through the first uh, week of, of the playoffs, but, you know, coming into the season, nobody was optimistic. And I think we were probably among the more optimistic. You're more optimistic than I, you were more optimistic than I was, 
even mm-hmm. so. So it, just having this conversation, just the fact that this is happening, not just for us in, in LA, but just in the NFL in general, is just fantastic to watch. You know, th- yeah. this is going to be competitive all the way uh, to week 18 uh, with some of these teams with everything that's up in the air in the NFC right now. So it's at least going to be exciting. Yeah. I say that much. Man, yeah, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because obviously they got a, a division game this weekend. But if they do win that that Browns game to get back to 500, then I feel real good about this team going forward because that would be – then they got two real tough games left. And it's any given Sunday. Anyone can beat anyone. We've seen that, especially with this team losing 20-3 to to the freaking Packers. Uh, granted, no Matthew Stafford. But I'd feel real good about that. So, um, but yeah, we got to – you know, this team – as you mentioned, just was left for dead during the off season and Sean McVay for all his faults this year in terms of play calling and, and offensive strategy and, and continuity and whatever, he's still coaching his butt off in terms of getting these guys to play. Obviously Raheem Morris is doing a fantastic job on defense guy deserves all the credit in the world for what that defensive unit is doing. I mean, it's it's literally, you have, and I don't want this to sound disrespectful because how well these guys are playing, but when you look at this defense, it's literally Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones, and Jordan Fuller, and then a bunch of dudes. Now, a lot of those dudes are stepping up. Keller Wiverspoon having a career year. Jaron uh, Kendrick has been very up and down, but his ups have been good. His downs have been very down. Kobe Turner as a rookie has been great. Byron Young as a rookie has been solid. Like That is coaching, and that is culture, and that is, I think, impressive when you have one star, two good players, and then a bunch of dudes, and you're a pretty dang good defensive unit. Yeah, it's just incredible what they've what they've been able to put together for this year. And you know, I think that fans, even though you know from a fan's perspective, this isn't where you want to be necessarily. You should be proud of the organization, and that's what I've always hung hung my hat on in terms of you know um, you know you think about ownership and 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 leadership across the league, and you think about all these organizations that have struggled to hire a coach to, you know, get a quarterback to put together a string of winning seasons and guys, the Rams are doing that. And even, even the fact that they're in this conversation, like that's something to be proud of with this roster. You you think about, I think there's a comparable roster. I was compared to the Raiders, you know, defensively anyway. And it's like, yeah, you know, you, you got some pieces on your team, even offensively. I mean, obviously they don't have the quarterback uh, set in place yet, but you know, that's a very, it's an easy, easy uh, comparison to make because there's pieces that are in place, but that organization is just making the wrong decisions over and over and over again. And, and yeah. Hey guys, we're not the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think what's impressive just about the defense too, you know, they're giving up right now 22 points per game on defense that is skewed, I think, a good amount because of that Dallas Cowboys game, which was 43. Outside of that game, they haven't given up more than 24 points in any of their other games and only 24 points once. After that, it's been 20 or less, or 23 or less. And so I think in reality, you get rid of that Dallas game. I'm not a mathematician, but they're probably giving up more closer to 19 points per game or so or 18 oh. points per game, which would put them in the top 10. And, and so, again, just when you look at that roster and what they've accomplished, I think it's impressive. And it's unfortunate that a few of these easier games have, have gotten away, like the Packers game, like the Steelers game, which they probably should have won, because um, then you could be looking at a, a above 500 team going into this stretch. But 
everything's in front of them still. You know, again, they don't mathematically control their own destiny, but they win the games they're supposed to win and, and have one upset. They got a real good shot at going dancing. And it starts this weekend against the Cardinals. Already saw him once. What was it? 26 to nine, I think was the total on that. Just a dominant performance in the second half. Um, a slog in the first half, but they turned it on in the second half. Kyron, that was the Kyron Williams game when he went off and then got injured. And guess what? Kyron Williams is back this week. Off IR. Welcome back to Kyron Williams, who has been missed heavily in this offense. Skinny T, your thoughts on Kyron Williams, what he means to this offense, and will we see an explosion? of offense because of him being back in the lineup. I hope so. This is, this is the game that uh, you want to see your offense just really uh, just dominate. Um, <clears throat> there's not a lot of players uh, on the Arizona Cardinals. that really, you can speak to that are just uh, dominant defenders. So this is the kind of game that the, the, the Rams should just, t- you know, if if there's a if there's a dominant performance that we've seen from the Rams offense so far, this the the, la- the previous game was the, that, and then this one should be even more so. So I think that you know we're you're going to the game. You don't have Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford's been bruised and and battered, uh, kind of you know all year long. Several different injuries. I don't know what happened to him against Seattle, but he took he he took a shot and was hurting there for a little bit. But still, this is the kind of game that you go into. You've got advantage from a quarterback perspective, head coach perspective, uh, skill possession players, even even with uh, Cooper Cup if he doesn't play. And I think Kyron Williams is just a central part of that offense. And you know, it was he went down. You know, can't you know the whole running back saga, saga is is a is a thing. You know, Cam Akers was traded just earlier this season, which is seems like forever ago. But yeah. You know, then you've got Kyron Williams, and he goes out, and and then the backups, backup, backup is 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 playing, and they're signing guys off the couch, and it's just nice to have, you know, a, a starter at the back at the spot. So, um, you know, I want to see I want to see Kyron a lot. I want to see him in the screen game. I want to see him, uh, you know, th- throughout the passing game, uh, and I, I just want to see them uh, out physical uh, the Cardinals because with James Conner back in and, and Kyler Murray, there's two offensive weapons that they can make, uh, the Rams pay. And so I don't think it's going to be a nine point, uh, kind of showing for the, the Cardinals offense. So I think they're going to have to score a few more points to give themselves a comfortable lead going into the second half and the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good shout. Cause obviously the Cardinals are getting back guys back too. I mean, the, they didn't have um, Kyler Murray when they played the first time, no James Conner the first time. So those are two big pieces, you know, Zach Ertz still, I believe, yeah. I believe he's still an IR. So, so won't have Zach Ertz, but Marquise Brown and some other skill positions, Rondell Moore. Um, and so this is not a pushover game and for how bad their record is, I think this Cardinals team similarly to the Rams has been a lot more competitive than I think people thought. Um, again, they haven't won those games. They only have two wins, but Jonathan Gannon seems to be building something there in Arizona and whether Kyler Murray's the, the quarterback of the future or not, that's another question. And that's for a Cardinals podcast, not for us to answer, but it's a, it's a team that is going to test you. And it's certainly a division game and a franchise that has had no success against Sean McVay and the Rams are going to want to steal one away and going to want to be the ones that say, Hey, we put the nail in the coffin on this Rams playoff chances because we heard the Rams skinny podcast and they were, they were just saying this was a win and we were looking at the Browns. So they're going to want to play spoiler. Absolutely. And so the Rams need to make sure they, they stay within themselves 
But I agree. The key to this is Kyron Williams. And if he can have a Kyron Williams-like game, a monster-like game, not even a monster game, just utilized correctly, whether it's you know five to six catches, I think, in the passing game, 15 or so carries in the run game, efficient, th- sprinkle in um, you know, some of the other backs in there as well, and and just you know have a really good efficient game plan, especially with no Cooper Cup having Puka Nakua involved. Let's see some Tutu Atwell again. Got him, got him going early last week, and then just just disappeared. So, um, you know, we're on radio. We're gonna take a quick break here. Um, this twenty one minutes always go by so fast. We got some good Thanksgiving talk in there. So, if you're on radio, thank you for hanging out with us. It's the Ram Skinny. We'll be back for more LA football talk, uh, and we'll be back next week, same time Friday. This is the Rams Skinny on the LA Football Network. We'll wrap up the podcast quickly as well. Uh, holiday podcast here, Skinny, but just uh, I didn't want to end there just out of nowhere. So uh, give me a couple just key matchups. We'll end with that in a score prediction. But what are some key matchups you're looking for in this one, whether it's mono mono, whether it's position group, position group, coach v. coach, whatever it may be, a couple key matchups for you. You know, I'm going to go back to my old, uh, my old, uh, what is it, uh, whipping whipping horse or something like that. <laughs> uh, you know, Michael, Michael Hoyt, uh, you know, mm. the mobile quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been, he's been, he's been better than he, than I thought he would be uh, against some of those mortal mo- mobile quarterbacks. But Kyler Murray, he's back one week, put, put up 51 yards on the ground. Um, that's the kind of thing, especially on those third downs, those all important third downs um, where they've allowed quarterbacks to kind of pick up yards and, and, and uh, uh, keep, keep drives alive. You know, that just can't happen. You know, we got to, the, the Rams have got to put this game away and they got to put it away quickly, um, you know, and make them pass the ball to their, you know, Greg Dortch, you know, who's, you know, the, the fantastic Deutsch. tight end, <laughs> Sprackens of Deutsch. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's make make them pass it to those guys. Don't allow them to hand off to James Conner. Don't allow Kyler Murray to uh, get outside. So Kyler Murray versus Michael Hoyt. Is a key matchup that I'm looking at, and I just want to see I want to see a, a Tyler Higby matchup. I want to well, see say that you know. Uh, sorry to steal your thunder on that one, but uh, you know it's been a rough few weeks. It's been rough actually since he signed his uh, extension, um, and I wrote uh, that he was the the fourth Beatle of the the, the three pillars. Uh, he joins the three <laughs> pillars of the Rams organization. That he's the Ringo star of the of the Rams offense. And he's just making me, he's embarrassing me. Ringo Starr is just always on the drums, always happy, happy to be there. No, no uh, ego whatsoever. Just, just making it happen. And, and uh, you know, he's embarrassing me. So I just want to see, I want to see a good solid game from Higby. I know he's been banged up. Both of his hands have been injured apparently uh, kind of over the last few weeks, which is not, you know, you know, those are his tools. Those are the tools of the trade right there. (laughs) Catching passes. Necessary putting hands on, on, uh, on uh, defenders. So I, I'm not sure who's going to go up, who he's going to go up against on that defense, but I just want to see a good game from him. Yeah. I like both of those. Um, I'll, I'll flip it back over to uh, the Cardinals side. We mentioned no, um, uh, oh geez, I'm drawing a blank on his, t- on his name, the tight end that's on IR that I'm just blanking out of nowhere. Um, who's, who's their tight end that. Oh, 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 Zachers. Thank you. I was going to say Zach Evans. That's a Rams running back that is not on IR, but is basically invincible, invisible. So um, no Zach Ertz. However, their former draft pick, 
Trey McBride, Colorado State product, Greeley, Colorado, Cowtown. I know wow. it well. Yeah, that's a little it's starting is starting to play really well for this Cardinals team. And he was, I believe, in his draft class, like the number one tight end or number two tight end uh, just two years ago. Uh, and so wasn't used as much, especially with like Zach Ertz being there, but started coming to his own five catches, almost 50 yards just last week. So who on the Rams is going to keen on him, whether it's Ernest Jones, whether it's Jordan Fuller, whether it's one of the corners, um, because obviously this, this Cardinals team likes to use tight ends to some capacity. I'm not going to say they use them as much as say a Niners team, but they certainly use them more than say a Rams team. So who is going to be keying in on Trey McBride and making sure his ascension as a young tight end, at least stalls this week against this Rams team. So that's one matchup. And then offensively, I loved your one about Higby because I would just want to see more from the tight ends in general. Higby obviously being the starter, um, but I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Tutu Atwell. I feel that's a, you know, that's a layup because we talk about it all the time, but no, Cooper Cup hasn't officially been rolled out. I think he's questionable, but I would be very hard pressed to see him play. And so we know Puka Nakua will be the main go-to target here. Five catches again last week. Most of those coming after, well, Cooper Cup got injured very early, but most of those coming in the second half. And like I mentioned, Tutu Atwa was involved right out the gate. And I was like, okay, it's gonna be a big Tutu game. And then finished the game with like 17 yards total. So just underutilized as the game went on. So what is McVay going to do to get Tutu more involved? Is it on Stafford to, to make the calls or whatever it may be, but want to see Tutu Atwell more involved because he can be a weapon in this offense when utilized correctly. We just haven't seen it enough. And so this is a game to do it against this, this you know young, non-experienced defense in Arizona. And so love to see that from him. And obviously getting Kyron Williams back is huge, but take some of the pressure off of Kyron Williams by using some of your other you know, star, not star, some of your other weapons that you have uh, on this offense. So those are my key matchups, but let's go ahead and do it. Score prediction for this one. We both think the Rams get the win and move to five and six. What's your score prediction? We were, we were pretty close on last week's Seattle game. I, 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 don't picked, remember one, what... I picked one point, uh, one point victory for the Rams, but it was a little more, a few more points. Yeah. But you were, what'd you, was it like 24, 23? I think you had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think I had, I'm pretty sure I had like, I, I'm trying to, I think it was like 20 to 17 or 20 to, it was something, it was, we were both pretty close, but anyway, sure. what do you got? What do you got for this one? What do you got for this uh, Rams Cardinals one? Yeah. So I like, I like the Rams to go over 25 points. So I'm going to say that this is going to be a, a 26, 17 game. 26 points. Yep. How do you even get to 26? <laughs> That's a great question. I like I like throwing out the I like throwing out the weird scores like I like doing like a like an eighteen, a twenty two yeah. you know like <laughs> I just throw them out there just because uh, you know things happen in NFL games and you know and really yeah, holiday season these things are are strange and arbitrary anyway these predictions are you know like everybody's predicting games out there what am, you know yeah. who am I <laughs> who are you yeah. Skinny T yeah, Skinny All right, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go wild here. And I, I don't know why. I just feel like uh, this offense is going to finally figure it out. Getting Kyron Williams back is huge. And I know missing Cooper cup hurts, but for whatever reason, this offense almost has been better without him as weird and blasphemous. That feels to say it's like uh McVay feels more inclined to be creative without him instead of just honing in on, mm -hmm. on cup. Uh, and so I'm going to go, this offense has a nice little explosion of points. 
and they're going to get to 31. They're going to go over the 30 mark, get to 31 points. Defense is going to have another solid day. The Cardinals offense is obviously, I think, much better than it was the first time around when you have Kyler Murray, you have James Connors. They're going to get some points, but I'll go 31 to 15. Rams win, doubling up on the Cardinals. Love it. You know, I love your optimism. Uh, you know, I'm I'm done picking over 30 for the Rams. I was <laughs> kind of done under picking over 20 for the Rams. So, <laughs> but this one, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll go over 20 at least. I'll meet you halfway. When we when we play the Browns next week, it'll be like a, a 10 to six score prediction. I'm really excited that. to see the over under for that one. I think. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, unless hey, unless the Rams score thirty, then maybe it'll be interesting and uh, they'll they'll get projected as a higher point total. But anyway, so there you have it. Both of us have the Rams winning, moving to five and six on the season, keeping their playoff hopes alive and going down this stretch as we outlined earlier in the show. Hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving day. Enjoy the Thanksgiving weekend and the holiday season. We'll be back next week recapping this game for Skinny T. I'm Ryan Darrow. Everyone have a blessed weekend. Enjoy the game. Talk to you all soon.